morning. Just kidding. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. And I am your other host, <laughs> Becky Grimlin. And it is Wednesday, and we're here to bring you all things spooky because... Wednesdays, as always, are for podcasts. We apologize if we sound a little stuffy and a little... <clears throat> we just literally <laughs> got done dying laughing at Snapchat oh videos for the last, what, 45 minutes? At least. <laughs> at least 45 <coughs> minutes. Oh Y'all know how I am. I cough like a fucking... Whew. I almost said I cough like a smoker, but... <laughs> well, I'm not, and I... I don't, guys, I don't know if I caught some, like, crazy bug or whatever, but this weather change, especially in the Midwest and Ohio, is kind of crazy, but as always expected, but it never ceases to wreak havoc on my allergies, so I'm sorry if I sound, if I start turning into me, clearing my throat and all that stuff, I will try to as far away from the uh, camera. (laughs) Here we go. As far away from the microphone as possible, I try not to cough in everybody's ears, so. We hope all of you had a wonderful Halloween. Uh, If you saw the pictures of my costume. It was epic. It was amazing. Even I was pretty wowed by it. Um, I already know what next year is going to be, so... I'm pretty stoked for next year. Next next year's going to be amazing. It's going to be bomb. And of course... Chucky will be incorporated again, as always, because you have to with him. He's always going to be incorporated now, from now on. He'll always be something. Even <clears throat> if he doesn't match me, he will always be something. Hell yeah. You guys could also do, like, the perfect couples costumes, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? How <laughs> freaking adorable would that be? I have seen some of the cutest ones online, guys. Oh, my God. Uh, One of the cutest ones by far was a lady and her son dressed up like um, Michael Jackson and the girl in the Thriller video. No. He was wearing the little red jacket and the outfit and she had on the skirt and like the whole thing. I was like, oh my God, that is so precious. So... I am. Oh my god! Halloween. We, could, we could do so Wednesday in Pugsley. Easily, See, I'm already coming out with these. Already coming out with ideas. Um, yeah, I'm missing Halloween. So we're actually recording this on a Saturday, guys. So we have Saturday Disney trivia. Halloween. We have Disney trivia. Disney <laughs> trivia. Um, I had to take down. I I guess I didn't have to, but I took down. I mean, as always, you guys know I'm a witch, so it's always Halloween in my house, but. Um, some of my outside decorations I took down today and I was like really sad. <laughs> I was like You didn't have to. I mean like technically I didn't have to, but some people leave up their Christmas decorations all year. Yeah, why can't you know what? <clears throat> you know what? Now that I think about that, why not? You have those ones that leave up Christmas every year, then I'll just think I'm of Halloween. You, I'm every telling year. you what, when I get my own house, it will literally be <clears throat> Halloween all year. And at Christmas time, it will be Halloween. <laughs> I celebrate Christmas two days a year. December 24th and December 25th. Hey, you know, <clears throat> that's appropriate. That seems appropriate. Um, today is actually to, um, if we have any Latina listeners, um, it's Dia de los Muertos. So it is to honor the dead. Um, that actually starts after the 31st and ends on November 2nd. So I've got my little altar set up. So it still kind of feels like Halloween. So, you know, it's not, it's not always gone. And of course, when you listen to us, we're horror. So 
Every Wednesday is Halloween here at Don't Fuck With The Original Every Podcast. Every day is so. Halloween here at Don't Fuck With The Original. <laughs> oh, it's always Halloween here. It's all a ha- always, always Halloween. Halloween here. <laughs> <clears throat> so, guys, usually we don't do two places in a row, but uh, we will be doing that this time because for our last podcast this month, it will be very heavy on research because it's something I'm incredibly obsessed with. So we kind of wanted to basically put that one off a little bit longer just because we wanted to um, do more research on it and bring you another place that we will be visiting in a couple years. And that is the Eastern State Penitentiary, which is actually in a neighboring state. Exciting. Right next door in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> Pennsylvania. What is it, like eight <laughs> hours away or six? Um, I would think it would probably be closer to eight because this is actually on the side that's, um, I think closest, closer to New Jersey. So it might take us a little tad bit longer to get there. But and if we all of a sudden happen to be, end up in Massachusetts, that's not, that's none of my business, but actually well, it is my you know, business because it it's might me. happen. <laughs> it might just happen. We just pull up. How close are we to Mass? <laughs> oh, we're that close? Um, oh, okay, let's go to jump right over there because we're not we're not that far also would like to give i know this is super random but i would like to give a huge shout out to rock and horror apparel right now because they are um by the time this airs a certain shirt that uh tank top that me and becky have actually both bought without knowing the other one bought it um that's how it works unfortunately it won't be available anymore but i did post it on my twitter so hopefully you guys saw it on my twitter but uh seriously check out their stuff um, they make some really badass horror stuff and they are the nicest people. Shout out Janet and Mark. Um, nicest people you could ever meet and they make really, really cool clothes and it's very, very, um, what's the word? Quality. They're very, very quality clothes. They're done so well and I just love them and I just wanted to say, hey, thanks for being awesome guys. Can't wait to see you at Horror Hound next year and thank you for always being awesome. Yeah, you guys And go amazing. buy their shit. I have had uh yeah, I just wanted to comment real quick as far as quality. I have a my um We Are the Weirdos Mister, I think it's going on almost three years now that I've had that hoodie and I wear it all the time and it still looks brand new and I get compliments compliments on it constantly. Like Didn't I you buy that hoodie the same stuff. time I bought yeah, mine. I'm pretty sure I did. Because mine's the same. Mine says horror is my religion. Yeah. yeah. It's <clears throat> yeah, we get compliments on our, on anything that we wear by them all the time and we always make sure we let people know. Um, you know, small business should always support small business, but more importantly, with them being a part of the horror community like we are, we definitely want to shout them out. So if you guys love anything horror, anything horror, like movies, serial killer stuff, like they are, they're incredible. They Their have a lot of witchy stuff too, which oh, is that really too. cool. Of course, if you are a fellow witch, <clears throat> like, yeah, there's stuff I've got my incredible. eye on that home sweet home Salem, Massachusetts shirt. Hey. Come on, you. After home sweet home, it's like the shirt that came out though. Like I saw it posted, and I I always question. Like I always like, no, I need to wait. But I I literally jumped out of bed and grabbed my wallet. <laughs> it was like no. I jumped <laughs> off the couch and grabbed my wallet. <laughs> and me and me and Becky had no take idea all my money. <laughs> that we the other one bought it, and I thought that was really funny. That was hilarious. But yeah, I thought that was really cool. So I just want to give you guys a really big shout out, real quick. Uh, rock and rock. R-O-C-K-N, like a Nancy, 
horrorapparel.com. And then just check out their stuff. Yeah. It's really cool. And like I said, you can check my Twitter uh, if you all need another. I can even link it to the podcast if you want um, a link to their page because they're really cool. Yeah. And with the holidays coming up, guys, and like we said, <clears throat> every day's horror. So if you have a horror fan out there that's going to love some horror stuff for Christmas, like hop on there and start checking their stuff out now. Yep. Very authentic and awesome. And I I have a really cool psycho vest I bought from them too. So everything's like hand stitched and handmade and they're just so awesome. I miss them. I miss you guys. Yes, we miss you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We miss you guys. We'll see you guys soon. Um, But if you guys listen to our last podcast, like Casper was saying, um, we've kind of done two back-to-back places. But um, our final episode this month is going to be about Skinwalker. So we really really want to pay a lot close attention to that to get as much research as possible because um shout out real quick to uh mile higher podcast i always shout those guys out as often as i can because i love kindle and josh but they just did a recent um podcast episode about skinwalker ranch which was actually a really great episode but it really didn't go into a lot of detail about skinwalkers per se and um, since I love them so much and they are most def- definitely Casper's favorite, we really want to delve so much research into skinwalkers. Like we want to get as much information, accurate information as possible. Um, because in all reality, think about it. When you guys, a lot of you have never even heard of skinwalkers. I was talking to there's quite a few Crystal from Horror Nights and Podcasts and she had never even heard of them. And... You know, a lot of a lot of people haven't heard of them. And I'm like, these, to me, are the coolest cryptids because they're so, I don't want to say it this way, but they're demonic. They're very demon-like in the way that they act. So it's very interesting to me to, like, research them. And how, have you seen a documentary? Have you seen books? Have you seen uh, movies? None of this stuff is about Skinwalkers at all. Skinwalker Ranch Yes. That's why I said a lot of people will know but, Skinwalker Ranch. They'll know that name, but they won't know exactly what Skinwalkers themselves are or the connection to the ranch. Um, I wanted to put out there real quick that if there's any fans of the podcast um, that are into Skinwalkers, fans have any information about Skinwalkers, if you've had a Skinwalker experience, yes. if you are of any Navajo Indian descent, if you... Um, have family that's any Navajo Indian descent that has stories of skinwalkers because that's where the original lore uh, came from. Please email us. We give our email address at the end of the sh- at the end of every episode. So uh, please message us on all the on all our platforms or email us, and we'll give you all that at the end. But yeah, we would definitely love to hear just to aid in our research, um, and we'll shout you out too. Absolutely. Of course. So. <clears throat> Yeah, um, give, give, feed me all the Skinwalker guys. I have sat and listened to stories about Skinwalkers from B Busta and um, on YouTube and um, Just Creepy on YouTube for hours. When I say hours, I mean they had a whole four-hour video of Just Skinwalker stories. And bitch, I sat and listened to every single one of those fucking stories. I love uh, She's like, bitch. Look. I am so obsessed with them. I have a necklace that has the head of a deer on it, and I bought it because it reminds me of a Skinwalker. Well, the first thing that attracted me to them was, um, you know, of course, from <clears throat> being of, you know, I'm, I'm 
being of Native American descent, you being of Native American descent in our families, like we're both Cherokee, aren't so we? right. So that <clears throat> that holds a lot to any story that has to do with that. Um, of course, piques my interest, but then also the fact of just what they look like, what they sound like, what they can do. It's like okay. I, I need to know more. It's literally I like something more. walked off of the X-Men I need more. set. Yeah. Because it, it, they can shapeshift. They can, it's like a mystique. It's like a real life mystique, except it's evil. Oh, evil is. It's evil yeah. as fuck, though. Not sexy. Mystique was hot. No, yeah, Mystique was hot. Skinwalker's hot. We don't want um, to get into that. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to Jennifer. Anyway. <laughs> So back to Eastern State Penitentiary. Um, yes, let's get back to our haunted place episode. So as always, we always credit where we get our information. Um, Wikipedia, of course, is always a wealth of knowledge, and um, we really didn't have to stray far from anywhere else because they had a ton of information about ton. Eastern State, um, like a lot, like eight pages that I <clears> printed <throat> out at the library. But that was okay because it's like ten cents a page, so it's cool. Um, I used my phone. <laughs> I'm just old school. Plus, I'm old and my eyes are old. And you are not old. I like, Stop no, it. I'm not. I have old eyes. I have old eyes. So I need print. Not. I'm looking at my phone like. Eh. She's like, Casper. I cannot see. I cannot see. Help me. <laughs> so, um, it's actually no longer an acting prison. It hasn't been an acting prison since 1971. But it is located on 2027 Fairmount Avenue in Philly, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, it was originally opened in 1829. And it was refined the revolutionary system of separate incarceration, first pioneered at the Walnut Street Jail, which emphasized principles of reform rather than punishment. Which is what we seem to hear a lot of, actually, with these uh, places, is that it's a place of uh, reform and not actual jails or prisons or actual punishing. It's well, if you we want to help to, these people learn. The original intent with the prison system before it became monetized and modern day slave, we'll, we'll go into that. I'm not even going to get into that. Uh, but originally prisons were designed to reform prisoners. So it was me it was a means to help you not go back into the criminal system and become a productive citizen. Um if you listened to our Ohio State Reformatory episode, it's right in their name. That was their original intent. Everybody had a Bible, everybody learned to trade. And hopefully you used all of that to help you become a productive member of society and no longer go back into a life of crime. Um, there have been several well-known uh, criminals that were housed at Eastern State Penitentiary. Most notably, Al Capone. Everybody knows who Al Capone is. I don't. I don't even need to get into that. What? I'm just um, kidding. <laughs> I'm like, huh? I no. wanted to see how um, long it would take her to be like, what the fuck? That? No, um, <laughs> but, but, um, I just like, huh? So he actually, now that it is an acting museum, Al Capone's, uh, jail cell is, was kept completely like preserved from when he was there. And it's like one of the fancier ones because, you know, he had money to, to do all that. I always liken it to that scene in Goodfellas 
when uh, Henry Hill is locked up extendedly with all the other gangsters and they're sitting there and they got lobsters coming in and they're frying up steaks and they've got wine and they've got this nice linen on their beds and they're sitting on couches smoking cigars and stuff when they're in jail because the gangsters basically paid the prison guards and they didn't I'm get like, shit. I'm like, bitch, that's what prison's like. Sign me the fuck up. I know, right? I'm watching this like... Prison's really not like that. What? No, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not at all. No, not not anything like that. No. Um, another really famous prisoner that was kept there. Um, I looked into a little history about this guy. His name was Willie Sutton. He was a really famous bank robber. Uh, back around the 1950s, he was arrested in 1952. Um, and he was likened to be more of almost like a Robin Hood type like rob from the rich give to the poor kind of guy he was a bank robber um it was estimated that in his 40 year career as a bank robber that he had stole over two million dollars and he tried to escape prison three times um Ooh, two million dollars in that time though. in that time frame that. like you gotta think he that's was totally like two billion so right exactly <laughs> um he went by the nickname slick willie and he is known for the namesake of what is called the Sutton Law. I've never heard of this before. Um, it involves a quote by him about uh, something to do with, it invoked medical students as a metaphor for emphasizing the most likely diagnosis rather than wasting time and money investigating every conceivable possibility. So yeah, he was he was really well known by back then at that time too. Um, after the uh, penitentiary itself was completed, uh, at the time it was considered the largest and most expensive public structure ever erected in the U.S. and it quickly became the model for over three hundred prisons worldwide. Um, it's actually in the shape of a um, like a wagon wheel. Because it was thought that if you Rock had the... Rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> That's incredible. Hey, mama, rock me. That's all you get. <laughs> That's all We don't want to get sued, so that's all you get. Um, also, like I, I really don't like countries, so... Yeah, no, 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 so... We'll have a few people like... No. Like, <laughs> kind of like when we went to that haunt, the one that you would you were going to go to last night, but didn't end up going. Yeah. Cause I was, they like, started playing country music and I was like, no, like, let's not do this. I'm like, where's the fucking Rob zombie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need Rob zombie or like Marilyn Manson or something to be on. If I'm going to be waiting, they at least played for fucking hard star dancing. Yeah. I will give them that. There you go. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. The reason why it was initially, uh, designed like that, it was, uh, supposed to be so that the, um, the wardens, like they were, the the guards were able to. They were like easily accessible. The prisoners were e- easily accessible to see. Um, so it says that they explained that the door. Okay, the design. Oh, it was also related to penance and ties to religious inspiration. The cells were made of concrete with a single glass skylight representing the eye of God, suggesting that prisoner, suggesting to prisoners that God was always watching them. Um, the designer was John Haviland. Um, it opened on October, October, 
October. On October 25th of 1829, Eastern State is considered to be the world's first true penitentiary. Eastern State's revolutionary system of... Like James Mason. <laughs> Revolutionary <laughs> system of incarceration dubbed the Pennsylvania system, a separate system, encouraged separate confinement as a form of rehabilitation. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could oh go all God, night. This is incredible. The warden uh, was legally required to visit every inmate every day, and the overseers in. were mandated to see each inmate three times a day. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh my god. Oh my god. You guys are just gonna hear me laughing. That was fantastic though. in the background. That actually was really fantastic. And I actually did the best British accent I've ever done just now. That was now. really good. I don't know how I held that. <laughs> that was actually really good. Well, thank you. As to see, there it went. That was southern. Quite. Quite. <laughs> Um, outside each cell uh, was an individual area for exercise enclosed by high walls so prisoners could not communicate. Exercise time for each prisoner was synchronized so no two prisoners next to each other would be out at the same time. Prisoners were allowed to garden and even keep pets in the exercise yards. When a prisoner left his cell, an accompanied guard would wrap a hood over his head to prevent him from being recognized by other prisoners. Cell accommodations were advanced at the time, including a faucet with running water over a flushed toilet. Um, I'm sure most people have probably seen that in a lot of prison movies. It's almost like this sink-toilet combo type thing. Um, curved pipes along part of one wall, which served as central heating during winter months, where hot water would be run through the pipes to keep the cells reasonably heated. Toilets were remotely flushed twice a week by the guards of the cell block. Uh, the original design of the building was for 71-story cell blocks. No, it was time... seven one-story Oh, cell. I'm sorry. Not 71. Woo! Jesus. That's, that's real high. That would be, like, ridiculous. <laughs> they're, like, high. going They're going to Jesus. Like, oh, my God. There's so many. They're Forget just, about they God just watching go us. Like, we're right next to God. Like, he's we right there. We are in the fucking clouds. He's sitting, like, right next to us. Like, we built it to the throne. Like, oh well, this... <laughs> so, seven one story sorry um so toward the end cell blocks 14 through 15 were hastily built due to overcrowding uh they were built and designed by the prisoners actually uh cell block 15 was for the worst behaved and guards were gated off from there entirely inmates were punished with an individual treatment system and at the time this form of punishment was thought to be the most effective in 1924, Pennsylvania Governor Gifford Pinchon. 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 Gifford Pinchon. Um, bless you. Allegedly sentenced Pep the cat murdering dog. I have actually heard, I've heard this story before. I've actually heard this story. So it was an actual dog that was sentenced to life at Eastern State. Back in 1924. Pep, his name was Pep. He was, he allegedly, allegedly murdered the governor's wife's cat. And prison records reflect that Pep was actually given an inmate number. He was number C2559 and even had a mugshot. However, 
This remains a subject of debate for the reason why he was incarcerated. A contemporary newspaper reported that the governor donated his own dog to the prison to increase inmate morale. So that's actually been pretty well known. Um, I think there's even a lot of systems in prisons now where people will bring in um, dogs from shelters and bring them into prisons so that uh, the prisoners can like walk them around and they even kind of help within the rehabilitation of the dogs too. So it kind of works for both of them. Pep was not a good boy. Pep. Pep was a bad boy. If Pep killed a cat... And that was a very bad boy. That was a very bad boy. You don't kill kitties. No. Kitties no. aren't always nice, but I love kitties. But we don't kill them. You don't kill. Bad boy. I bad just boy, bad yeah. boy. This dog's like walking through this giant fucking prison with his fucking inmate number and bad boys That's playing in the background. Hilarious. And he's just I love it. <laughs> they had it around his neck like a little collar. Oh and he's like, lead me to my chambers. um so going back to willie sutton the um slick willie inmate i mentioned when he was locked up there in 1945 he was a part of a major escape with 11 other inmates who over the course of a year managed to dig a 97 foot tunnel under the prison wall During renovations in the 1930s, an additional 30 incomplete inmate dug tunnels were discovered. Oh my goodness. They were really trying to get the fuck out of that place. Somebody was like, you know, fuck this place. Like, fuck this place. And there was like 4,000 people that were like, fuck this place. (laughs) So they just started digging all these tunnels. So the uh, prison before it closed in 1965 was uh, added to the National Historic Landmark Registry. Um, It closed in 1971, and many of the prisoners and guards that were still there were transferred to Greaterford Prison, which was 31 miles away. The city of Philadelphia purchased the property with the intent of redeveloping it. Uh, The site had several proposals, including a mall luxury apartment complex um, surrounding the outside of the old prison walls. During the abandoned era, uh, um, it was a forest, basically, during the late 80s. Um, trees had grown through the cell blocks and uh, outside the walls. And um, it also became home to many stray cats. Uh-oh. Cats. Don't, don't you let Pep off. Don't let Pep back in there. Pep's going to be killing those kitties. Oh, um, snap. <laughs> In 88, uh, the Eastern State Penitentiary Task Force successfully petitioned the mayor at the time, Wilson Good, to halt the redevelopment. And in 1994, uh, Eastern State opened to the public as a museum for historic tours. That was a year after I was born. I know. And it's, I mean, you can still tour there today, obviously. Yeah, because we definitely plan on We are going to go, y'all, it's haunted. Like, haunted. Uh, cause yeah, we're going to get into that. Like Ohio state reformatory was, was haunted, was an appetizer. (laughs) Yeah. This is going to be main course and dessert for real. This is going to be a main course dessert. And after, uh, after dinner, mint, mint, and then the coffee, and the coffee and, um, and, you know, all that throw a cigar in there. Just, you know, everything. Oh my God. We are so the Uh, people from Titanic in the cigar room when the cigar, as long as the cigars and brandy hold out. I was saying it in my head as you, that was amazing. Yes. 
Um, so the solitary confinement system eventually collapsed due to overcrowding at Eastern State. Uh, so by 1913, they officially abandoned the system and operated as a congregate prison until it closed in 1970. Uh, so this is going back into a little bit of history of the prison. Um, it was one of the largest public works projects of the early Republic and was a tourist destination in the 19th century. So even during the time that there were inmates there, uh, one of the notable visitors was the author Charles Dickens. Um, visitors spoke with prisoners in their cells, um, proving that the inmates were not isolated, though the prisoners themselves were not allowed to have any visits with family or friends during the day. Um, most prisoners that were incarcerated there were just like small petty crimes, often served no more than two years. Um, and again, it was meant to be a prison for reform. It was not just meant to simply punish, but also provide spiritual reflection and change. Um, so there's a bit right here that says, some have argued that the Pennsylvania system was Quaker inspired, uh, although there is little to no evidence to support this. The organization that promoted Eastern State's creation the Society for Alleviating the Miseries of Public Prisons was less than half Quaker and was led for nearly 50 years by an Anglican bishop by the name of William White. Proponents of the system believe strongly that criminals exposed in silence to thoughts of their behavior and ugliness of their crimes would genuinely uh, repent. In reality, the guards and counselors of the facility designated a variety of physical and psychological torture for various infractions, including dowsing prisoners in freezing water outside during winter months, and Philly gets some freezing winters, chaining their tongues to their wrists in a fasten such that struggling against the chains would cause the tongue to tear, strapping prisoners in chairs with tight leather restraints for days on end, and putting the worst behaved in a pit called the hole. It was an underground cell block dug under cell block 14, where they had, would have no light, no human contact, and little to no food for as long as two weeks. So if you want to know why that fucking place is haunted, well, there you go. Anytime, <clears throat> That's real I've, fucking haunted. anytime I've ever heard, and I'm sure in past episodes you guys have heard us do, of asylums or prisons where large amounts of abuse like this happens, you know, you have, again, people... That's why Ohio State was haunted, but right. it wasn't like the people here weren't tortured. I mean, you definitely weren't treated the greatest, but no, most of they what weren't. happened there was like this wasn't like a fucking Saw movie. Right, like right. this, this is a fucking Saw this movie right here. I mean, tying someone's tongue till it rips off. Oh that's God. awful. Imagine like that's a literal. I feel like that's a literal Saw thing because it would be like. Either lose your tongue or be stuck like this, or you know, like die or something crazy like that. It's just, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, and that literally all, all came about. Um, you know, finally after having prisoners stand up and say something about, you know, not wanting to be treated like that anymore. You know, I mean, and God, and you have to think like if that place opened up in. 1829 and this all went on until they stopped solitary confinement in like the 19 what is it 1913 that went on for a long time 
a long fucking time before anybody knew anything about it. So, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Um, I wanted to go a little bit into the architectural significance of the place. Um, again, like I mentioned, the way that it was shaped was to instill that all of the guards from the middle part would be able to look down each and every cell block to uh, keep an eye on each of the prisoners. I genuinely cannot wait to go to this place because it's going to be huge. And the I remember way when the we... cell blocks are designed is very similar to, to uh, the reformatory. Because when we walked in, we walked in. When we drive up to the reformatory, you're like, oh my God, look over, look, look over there. And I was like, woo! <laughs> it catches and, you off guard. But I feel like this is going to be like, I'm going to need a minute. I feel like this is going to be massive. It's so weird. You see these things in pictures and you think of it one way, but when you see it in person, it's so different. Beholding something that huge. Well, and in the time that it was built and it has this very like gothic style to it. I mean, because Eastern state even has that same type of style to the way it looks like very similar to the way the uh, reformatory was built. Um, and just being as, and, and this one is just going to be even bigger than what, than what we experienced. I well, mean, even Waverly inside. Hills is going to be bigger too. Yeah. And then Eastern state is going to be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, we're literally raising like... the bar. <laughs> exactly. Um, in the 1920s, the uh, SCI Gratiford was opened after disturbances occurred at Eastern State. Uh, the Pennsylvania Prison Board opened Gratiford to assume functions previously held at Eastern State. Um, so SCI stands for State Correctional Institution. Um, that is actually... Okay, I wanted to check my notes here. Sorry. <laughs> so... Um, that building actually closed in 2018 um, and prisoners were moved to SCI Phoenix that opened um, later on that summer. Um, so this is actually, this was built again in 1929 and it was the largest maximum security prison holding about 3,500 prisoners. So at the time that Eastern State was built in 1836. It was only meant to house up to 450 prisoners, which is why we mentioned before um, that there were, there had to be additional cell blocks built due to overcrowding. And they were just kind of thrown together at the last minute because you know, originally it wasn't supposed to be that big. So, um... It's never good when it's just thrown... Let's just throw them together at the last minute. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I think what starts to happen is, you know, times... Times change, and more areas start to build up. So, instead of starting to see, like, petty crimes, you start to see more serious crimes. And then, if that's the biggest prison in that area everybody just keeps sending prisoners there more and more and more over time. And then before you know it, it's just completely overcrowded. Um, 
yeah, one, okay, so seven one-story cell blocks. So that would be each wing that would be coming off from the middle of the penitentiary itself. Um, yeah, and like we said, they just kind of threw 14 and 15 together. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and then like we said too, that's ultimately where the hole ended up being, and it mm-hmm. was literally a hole. It was just a pit they dug in. That, I mean, that really is torture. That really is You're torture. You're throwing people into a fucking pit. Like, like, there was, like, that That makes me think about, so that was part of the story of where Silence of the Lambs was, um, got inspiration from. There was a serial killer named Gary Heidnick, and he would hide women in a pit in a floor in his basement. And, like, whoa, we'll have to do a podcast episode one day about this guy, because he was fucking something else. And, yeah, so that scene where she's down in that pit, like, to, just to hear anything like that instantly makes me think torture, like digging a pit and throwing somebody in it. So to do that at a place that was meant to reform people is like, you wonder why there's so many angry fucking spirits in this place. Like you were supposed to help me not torture the fuck yeah, out of me. Yeah, you were supposed to help these people. I mean, there was supposed to be, you know, this this place was supposed to be top of the line, um, offer reform and and spiritual healing to everyone and the style that it was created and everything and literally towards the end none of that happened not none of that happened at all um and that's why in the 1920s this other prison opened up and um it by prior to so eastern state eastern state prior to its closing so i guess i guess after all this coming out in the 1920s and this other prison being built it wasn't until the 60s that they established a far-reaching program of group therapy with the goal of having inmates involved in 1967 the plan was initiated the program appeared to have moderate success as inmates became more involved with the group voluntarily an interesting aspect was that the group was led by two therapists. One was a psychologist and one was a social worker. And the second was, or there was another one that was a prison staff officer. So it, I don't know, but I always, I almost seem like that kind of was like too little too late. You know, like this place was built in the late, late 1800s. Um, by the early 1900s, they had stopped the system of solitary confinement and we're trying to focus more on rehabilitation. But then right by the 1920s, all these reports of um, torture are coming out. And then you wonder why there were multiple attempts for people to try to escape over time. You know, by the 1930s and 40s, they found all of these unsuccessful tunnels that prisoners had tried to dig to get the fuck out. I mean, like, <laughs> they're like, we're fucking done. That's got to be saying something like, I mean, that's. Nobody fucking likes prison at all, but for there to be that many escape attempts that there's obviously something fucked up going on in the prison at that time. Um, I did want to make special mention to the State Correctional Institute in Gratiford that was opened. Um, It's actually... Where is that located? Oh, it actually is located in Gratiford. It's actually northwest of Philadelphia itself. Um, so notably, there actually there actually were a couple of notable uh, prisoners that were kept there. Uh, Bernard Hopkins, if anybody is a boxing champ uh, or a boxing fan, 
Um, is anybody out there a boxing champ? I'm sure people that listen to us are boxing champs also. Oh, absolutely. I think They're we all like, know. We don't, I don't know. So I don't know what you do. That's what they do in their training. They listen to us. Um, that would be really fucking cool. <laughs> and then the other most notable one, if anybody out there is a rap fan, uh, Meek Mill was actually locked up there for the year that he was in. You know, not a giant rap fan, but I do know. I yeah, know I do who that know is. who Meek Mill. You know, Beyonce and Jay Z gave him a little shout out, so I I know who I'm. I'm hip. I'm with it. Hip. Hip, hip, and it hop. Hip, hip. I'm with hip. Hip, hip, hip. I know what the cool kids are up to. I'm really pissed off because I'm quoting something and I can't remember what I'm quoting. I love you. It's okay. What am I quoting? Your rap, rapper's delight. I said a hip hop, the hip, to hip, to yep. hip, hip hop, and you don't, you got it. You're okay. I was I know like, that. that's so sad that I'm quoting something and I can't remember what I know is. that much. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we got it. We helped each other out. We do. We did. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what, what we always do. Best friends. She's over here out. looking like uh, Tay Safari like girl, girl from like Coven girl, like right now. You. I know. My favorite. My little witchy hat. And I'm over here my looking like a hat. beach bum. A no, beach bum. A homo. A homo. I mean, I do look You're like a homo. You're not a homo beach bum. <laughs> I mean, I do look like a homo. I am a homo. So I'm glad that I look I gay. look like this for me because you look like a homo beach bum. <laughs> Taysa Farmiga and Homo Beach Bomb Bestie Forever. <laughs> There's another shirt. Hashtag Homo Beach Bum. Uh, she does not look like a Homo Beach Bum. I don't bum. look like a Homo Guys, Beach Bum. I don't I'm even a... know what a Homo Beach Bum would look like. It was like. supposed to be Hobo and <laughs> Homo came out. Freudian slip. Just a slip. Just a slip. So if that tells you where my brain is, because, you know, gay. It's <laughs> just, you know, gay. Just gay. <laughs> we were talking about Clea Duvall earlier, so that didn't help. But I'm just, I guess I'm just, <laughs> I guess I'm just thinking about gay. My face when you say Clea Duvall. <laughs> she was, she literally just stopped breathing. I love her so much. We we both love her so much. So um, much. But it was funny because I guess I'm just like over here like, gay. <laughs> Hobo beach bum. What in the fuck? I don't even look like a beach bum. I'm wearing fucking leggings and a t-shirt. Okay. I don't even know. Homo. Hobo. Beach bum. I am a gay, homeless beach bum. Riding the rails. <laughs> Good Jesus Christ. I don't even know. I'm, oh my God. Um, okay, anyway. We're, we're, anyway, why did that happen? I am so glad it's daylight savings time and we get an extra hour of sleep. Oh my God, we do. We get an extra hour of sleep. So it's technically, I don't know seven. about all of y'all. I mean, if you're listening to us, it's technically 7.30 right now. Well, technically you'll be listening to us on a Wednesday. So you'll be like, what the fuck? We already did this. So anyway. <laughs> Everybody's going to be like, give us the time. Like, yeah, we already did. Give us the fucking time. hobo beach bum and, or homo beach bum and taste of Farmiga. She's like, wait. <laughs> she gets to be the cool one. I'm just a hobo, no, be- homo beach bum. I can't even say it wrong now. No, <laughs> no, no. It's it's always gonna be homo beach bum. <sighs> always. I am a gay beach bum. <laughs> Anyways, moving what? along. Moving on. Anyway, we. Um, really, I really hope that they like these rants. This that, is incredible. These babble rants that we go on. I think you guys do. I mean, I would hope you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Keep, you wouldn't keep coming back. Coming back every time. That was Matt. Matt. Um, Black Phillip. Black Phillip. <laughs> I need to watch that. Movie. 
movie again. I watched it today. <sighs> the Eastern State Penitentiary operates as a museum, a historic site now. It's open all year round. Guided tours are offered during the winter and warmer months. And self-guided recorded tours with headphones are also available. And a scavenger hunt is available for kids. Go find some it's ghosts, crazy. kids. Go find um, some ghosts. Visitors are allowed to walk into several specially marked solitary confinement cells. Nope. But most of them, absolutely not. But most of them remain off limits and are filled with original rubble and debris from years of neglect. I definitely read bubble. And I was like, original bubble and debris. And mm-hmm. I was like, um, what? There's bubbles. Yep. Um, the city skyline of Philadelphia is visible from the prison Ooh. courtyard, which still has the original baseball backstop and chain link fence atop the outfield wall, the outer prison wall, to attempt to keep home run balls inside the grounds. That's hilarious. There's also a camera located in the center guard tower that lets visitors experience a correctional officer view of the prison. Very cool. In addition, Eastern State holds many special events throughout the year. Each July, there is a Bastille Day celebration, complete with a comedic reinterpretation of the storming of the Bastille and the tossing of thousands of tasty cakes. (laughs) Accompanied by a cry tasty of cookies. let them eat tasty cake from an actor portraying Marie Antoinette. Oh my God. So if any of you are Eddie Izzard fans, or if you're not an Eddie Izzard fan, um, you need to be. And um, wrong. the man is incredible. He is basically the best cross-dressing comedic historian of all time. Uh, actually, of ever, because I don't think anybody else could ever hold that title. Uh, but he does an incredible comedy bit about Bastille Day. And if anybody knows what I'm talking about, cake or death, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, just just Google Eddie Izzard, cake or death, you're welcome. It's hysterical. And if any of you don't know what fucking Bastille Day is, Google it. We're not a history podcast. We're a horror fucking podcast. We don't take. I thought about that too when I read that. I'm like, if anybody doesn't know what fucking Bastille Day is when I read this, like, no, you figure that out on your own time. Uh, The museum attracts up to 220,000 visitors each year. Religious murals, just a few. Uh, religious mules and m- mules. <laughs> religious mules. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you know, the one that carried them to the thing and then the baby Jesus was born in the manger. Oh, you mean the, the donkey that did it? <laughs> Could have been a mule. They're all the same. You don't know. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> Judas. I'm sorry. Cold. Frankincense, mur, murder, Judas, one of my favorite minds ever. Um, I meant to say murals. I don't know why I said religious mules. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> there were religious murals that were painted in 1955 by an inmate uh, by the name of Lester Smith uh, that were painted in the prison chaplain. Uh, they're actually still visible to this day. Uh, The tour ends with an exhibit titled Prisons Today, Questions in the Age of Mass Incarcerations, which informs guests about the U.S. prison system today and its failings, as I mentioned before. Um, The modern-day prison system is 
horrific. And there's a lot of really great documentaries. One in particular called The 13. I think it's still on Netflix. Ava DuVernay uh, was a part of the making of it. And like I said, it's all profitized, monetized, and it's basically modern day slavery. It's just bad. It's it's not, a lot of them aren't really meant to reform anymore because a lot of them are privately owned. And that's a whole nother story for another day. But that in itself is horrific. So I guess it kind of falls in line. Um, the facility was kept in preserved ruin, which means there was no significant renovation or restoration attempted until 1991 when the Pew Charitable Trust provided funding so that stabilization and preservation efforts could could begin. Um, because basically between the 80s, the whole place was just kind of falling apart. Like it was it was basically an eyesore in Philadelphia. Like people didn't want to have anything to do with it, especially knowing what it was attached to, knowing the dark history behind it. But I feel like in a way, and I think this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with um, the gunpowder factory. I think opening a place like this up and preserving it as a museum is more of a respect to the prisoners and people that died there horrifically than their original plan and trying to open it up and turn it into a mall and some apartments. I'm like, first of all, I'm not trying to shop or live anywhere that was on top of a fucking prison where people were tortured. Like, absolutely not. No, thanks. Places like, and of course the gunpowder factory was no place that people were tortured, but people died horribly there. And that site needs to be preserved. It's very historical. There's a lot of history behind it. And I don't know. I just have a very uneasy feeling about places like that where tragic things happen and they decide to turn them for a commercial profit. I just don't think that ever turns out right. And you're pissing off a lot of spirits. Yeah, those spirits are not happy. Absolutely not. Um... Between 1996 and 2000, the World Monuments Fund included Eastern State on its World Monuments Watch. It's binennial. Bineni- <laughs> I really don't even know what that word Bineni. is. Uh, I like that word, though. Binini. It was considered the most endangered of cultural heritage sites. I have no idea what that word is. Oh, my God. That was awful. Like, <laughs> that was so bad. By Nino. By Nino. <laughs> She's thinking about paninis right now is what's happening. Oh, my God. Panini sounds so good. So you talking like just... about paninis with that hat on is just, you're like, paninis. Paninis. Ter- Whoa. <laughs> that random dog <laughs> It always comes up at the best times. Um, So there is an annual haunted house event that is run by the Eastern State Penitentiary Historical Society. It's called the Terror Behind the Walls. The first Halloween fundraiser took place on the weekend of 1991. The early events took various forms, including short theatrical performances and true tales of prison murder and violence. In 95, it was rebranded as Terror Behind the Walls, becoming a high-startle, low-gore walk-through haunted attraction. Boring. I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. In (laughs) 2001, it was broken up into three separate smaller haunted attractions, including a 3D haunted house. 
At the time, it was the only 3D haunted house in southeastern Pennsylvania and one of the first in the U.S. In 2003, four semi-permanent attractions were constructed inside the penitentiary complex. By 2014, the event included six attractions. Lockdown, the machine shop. Um, Detritus. Detritus. Detritus, I can't read uh, The infirmary, the experiment, and night watch. By the night watchman. I love it. Lockdown, there were six attractions. Lockdown, the uprising, the machine shop breakout. Um, Detritus, infirmary, and quarantine 4D. And by 2017, there was another attraction added called Bloodyard. Actually, sounds really dope. I actually would um, do all of those. So there's actually been a few art exhibits there too that I wanted to touch on that actually sounded pretty cool. There was one called Ghost Cats. So when the prison closed in 1971, a colony of cats lived inside. When restoration began, the caps were cat the caps. <laughs> the caps were captured. <laughs> Those captured caps. I'm fired. I'm so fired. <laughs> You're fired. Oh, I'm so fired. Um, thus causing them to eventually die off once they were captured and neutered, of course, because they couldn't make little baby cats anymore. An artist named Linda Brenner sculpted 39 caps. Cap. <laughs> Thirty-nine cat sculptures, which surrounded the property. Thank you. The sculptures were purposefully made of a material that slowly dissolves over time to represent the inevitable natural decay that faces all living things. That's dark. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! I was thinking like, oh, we that's were nice. They're just cats. Like cats. Uh, I have to say the fucking word. Cats, 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 cats. Oh, ski, ski, goddamn. That's why I couldn't say fucking cats. Cats. Oh, my God. The end of the tunnel was hundreds of feet of red piping that were installed by artist Dayton Castleman, representing paths of escape routes used by prisoners. Oh, my God. Which actually would, I'd actually like to see that. GTMO was a replica of the Guantanamo Bay detention camp cell that was set up by artist William Cromer that was inside one of the cells. Um, I always wanted to go to Paris, France. Artist Alexa Hoyer set up three TVs, one in a cell, one in a hallway, and one in a shower room showing seven decades of prison films. The title, I Always Wanted to Go to Paris, France, is from a quotation from one of the film's excerpts screened in the prisoner cell. Um, juxtapication was really cool. Brothers Matthew and Jonathan Stimler divided cell 34 and cell block 11 horizontally. A grid at the ceiling supports a display of suspended plaster pieces along a single plane. Ground mica... Oh, ground for mica, like for mica, was poured into the floor... It softened the steps and enhanced the texture of the space, while a bench provides a vantage point in which the view and to consider the overall effect of the piece. Wow. That sounds great. It's almost like you're looking at it from two different points of view. I can't wait to see this place, dude. I really can't wait to see it in person. Like, looking at it during the day, being there at night. Woo! It's going to be an experience. Oh, wow. Okay, here's another one. It sounds really cool. It's called Living Space. Um, it consists of five videos containing time-lapse photographs of the ways Eastern State is altered by the changes of weather and light. 
The artists put their cameras in places that make Eastern State Penitentiary unique to capture the subtle ways nature plays upon the structure of the building. The goal was to create photographs which are um, contemplative by allowing the public to see the gradual effects of time upon specific places, growth and decay are recognized and explored as components of Eastern State that make it more of a living space. Is it, that's kind of cool though, because it's almost as if they're seeing it as an actual living space. Because like we said, when it was abandoned in the 80s, it was pretty much taken over as like a forest. So seeing it um, decay over time kind of takes away the history of the death within that place and lets you look at the building itself as an actual living space. Um, so now we're going to get into some cultural references about Eastern State, because I want to I want to end on um, all of the haunting experience there from the various shows. Because um, like we said, you know, this place is haunted. It's actually one of the most haunted places in America. So it's been used as the backdrop location for several films. Um, 12 Monkeys, which is one of my favorite movies. It came out in 1995 starring Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis. Um, it was, the prison itself was used as the setting for the mental hospital, if any of you have seen that movie. Um, a 1998 film called Return to Paradise, it was used to substitute a prison in Malaysia. Uh, Steve Buscemi directed a film in 2000 called Animal Factory there. Um, it was a portrayal of a prison in a state of advancing decay. And in 2008, Paramount used parts of Eastern State to film Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. I didn't know that. I that actually didn't know that either. Not a good movie. Oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> That's probably why I don't remember it. Not at all. The first so, one, though. Oh, pretty solid. Yeah. Shout out to Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Shia I can't. LaBeouf. I can't say his name without saying it like that. Shia LaBeouf. 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 It is le bouffe. Uh, <laughs> like pension. Pension and la bouffe. And la bouffe. Pension le bouffe. Bless you again. Uh, pension le bouffe. Due to I'm its... I'm just going to scream that randomly. Pension le bouffe. People are going to be like, oh my god, you need a tissue? Le pension le bouffe. So just like Waverly Hills, um, Eastern State Penitentiary is considered one of the most haunted places in America. Um, it has been on various television programs and films about hauntings. Um, most notably, BuzzFeed Unsolved, uh, the old MTV Fear, which I low-key really liked. Dude, um, I haven't watched that in long... Oh my god. Okay, if somebody knows where you can find reruns of that show, at me, because... I fucking love that show. Fucking love that show. Um, and then Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters. So um, the very first time I ever heard about Eastern State Penitentiary was from the very first season of Ghost Hunters when they visited there. Um, and if anybody knows what I'm talking about, this had to be one of the most substantiated pieces of evidence of ghostly activity that I hands down have ever seen. Now there's been a few. I mean, of course, Casper and I have had 
our own not only personal experiences but experiences together that we've seen but this thing took the fucking cake i think the only other time i was ever genuinely scared half to death from seeing something like that was when ghost adventures went on the queen mary that episode where they got that full body apparition yep. walking past no, the doorway thank you no scared the fuck out of me um this no, no, one no 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 <laughs> If you guys know what I'm talking about, that Ghost Hunters episode. Yeah, all the nopes. All the nopes. The Luigi board? The Luigi board? The Luigi board? Nailed it. Um, You guys need to go back and watch this episode of Ghost Hunters if you've never seen it. It is Yo. terrifying. It, so I couldn't imagine seeing that in person. Though. I'll describe it. So they actually, there was nobody there. It was one of their cameras that they had set at the very end of a cell block. And apparently this is one of the most haunted cell blocks there. Like a lot of activity just normally happens there anyway. So they had set a camera to the very end of the cell block and shit you not guys about to prepare you. If you've never seen it, telling you about it is not going to do you justice. You have to watch it yourself. So it literally looks like somebody that has a dark black blanket draped over them. Like a cloak. Like a, cloak runs into frame and then like runs away really quick and they tried to recreate this several times because i remember it they had steve and i think steve and another guy both like put a blanket over their head and try to like run towards the camera and it, it looks so never different. ever looked like that because you don't I don't even think you really see legs. You don't even really. I guys, it honestly looks like look the cloak, it. and then the, it's just a cloak. Like the cloak just like comes up and comes then up back. and then goes away. Like I don't. It's even one think of the see best pieces of oh. of an apparition I've ever seen. Like I said, it was the very first time I had ever heard of Eastern State, and that was my first experience learning about it. Is seeing that fucking thing on camera. I mean, and like I said, they tried every way they could to debunk it. Freaked me the fuck had, out the first time I saw had it. Had the film analyzed. I mean, everything. So if you guys can, um, I will look up if Casper wanted to take a minute. I'm going to look up and see exactly what episode it was. I do know it was in the first season that they went. Um And if anybody can find the episode to watch it, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. I mean, it's just, it's, it was uh, in 2004 and it was season one, episode five of Eastern State Penitentiary. Um, oh my God, that's so, that's like literally one of their first episodes. I, like I said, that's why I said it was literally in the first season. Cause I've, I, wa I mean, I religiously watched Ghost Hunters. I've even watched it now since they brought it back. And I'm, I'm so proud of Ghost Nation and all these guys coming back. Cause I love these guys. Um. And shout out to Steve Gonzalez because I met him and he's fucking awesome and his tattoos are incredible. Um, I'm not jealous at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, guys, even if you look it up on YouTube, there's just a clip on YouTube Shadow Apparition at Eastern State Penitentiary by TAPS, which was the Atlantic Paranormal Society that Ghost Hunters was on. Um, I think they've even gone, they even went back. I know they went back. Um, even before the show end, ended, but, um, absolutely not. I mean, they, they, like I said, the, they had, the, they had the evidence analyzed. They tried everything they could to recreate it. 
and they weren't in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah. Just, if you guys know what we're talking about, I'm sure you're probably sitting here like, oh my god, we remember (laughs) seeing that, and if you've never seen it, you owe it to yourself to see it. Because I'm telling you right now, something like that happens while we're there. I'm gonna throw everything down. Yeet! And then just... I'm just gonna yeet my body out of that place. (laughs) Because I personally, honestly, I want to see an apparition. I have never actually seen... Well, I've seen... Yeah, I have. But it wasn't like that. It was more like a passing kind of thing where it's yeah, like... I have too. It's not anything that I was like, oh my god, that's an apparition. It was more like, oh, okay. I've seen more but, notably what, what they've talked about in ghost shows, as you guys have probably know. Um, I've seen shadow people. Yeah. I've seen several shadow people yeah. throughout the course of my life, even as a kid. Um, and I've also seen dark, the dark mist that people talk about. But seeing. I have never I've seen, seen that. a person. No, I've with never defined features and defined clothing. Where you know how people will be like they were wearing a blue dress and they had their hair like this or whatever. I've never seen something like that. I've had two relatives that have. I would two actually really have. like to see something like it'll scare the absolute fuck out of me, but I want to see it. My uh, my grandma after her sister died. She walked right into her room, walked right out, like full body apparition, saw her. Um, And my dad was in, I think, I don't want to mess this up, but (laughs) I think my dad, I think it was a guy that he was stationed with that he went through basic training with when he was in Vietnam. And they were both, uh, he got sent out to Vietnam earlier and it was kind of one of those things like, oh, see you there, you know, and my dad got flown over there. And when my dad got there, he saw him, waved at him, walked away. Later on, asked somebody like, oh, have you guys seen so-and-so? And they're like, uh, he was killed. He was actually killed the day he got there. And my dad swears he saw him. It was like a week before. He had died. That's insane. And my dad swears. Saw him plain as day. Uniform. Everything. Waved at me. Everything. And everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Because they said he was killed. He's like, well, I didn't just make that up. No. And of course (laughs) I believe my dad. You know, he's... He's... Was always a skeptic. And then, you know, even after that, that happened to me. But I mean, he was always a bit of a skeptic. Until, you know, like I've mentioned a lot of things... I mentioned on the podcast, a lot of things happened to me in my childhood, stuff that happened. And, you know, my dad experienced some of it too. So, you know, I feel like I've said a lot of people, I don't think you should discount the spirit world. I don't think you should discount things like that happen. I mean, if you want to remain a skeptic, I get it. But I can understand why a lot of people don't believe until something actually happens to them. I, I I get that. I get that. I don't, but I don't think you should completely discount it. I don't think you should say no, it doesn't exist at all. But I could see remaining skeptical until you yourself actually experiences something. Exactly. But you also have to leave yourself open to it too. You can't just walk into a place that's haunted and be like, well, okay, prove to me that you exist because they're not going to. Yeah, no. I can tell you that right now they're not going to. They're going to sense that negative energy and they're going to walk away from you. 
Because we, we had that at the reformatory. People were like, we haven't experienced anything, and this is crock, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm, could be because of how you're being. Well, I always think in terms of, like, Beetlejuice, when the Dietzes wanted the fucking Maitlands to come down and basically perform parlor tricks for them. And it's like, these were fucking people. Like, yeah, they're dead and they're ghosts now, but it's like, they these are not people. for your amusement. They, they're fucking people. And that's incredibly disrespectful to walk in and go, hey, perform some fucking tricks for me. You know, that's what I came, that's what I paid to see. It's like, yeah, I feel like there were quite a few people at the reformatory that were like, I paid to see you dance and do tricks for me and fucking and it's I tell like, you what a ghost is gonna I, you can't what? see my face right now but they're gonna be like <laughs> like um I'm not your fucking pony boy and I'm not gonna do tricks for you Fuck I feel off. like walking into any type of place like that where you know that people were in pain that people were abused there that people may have even died there may have even been murdered there I feel like you need to treat that almost as if you would treat a cemetery or a graveyard with the utmost respect. Which people still need to treat that place with respect because they don't. I I think that that's some, that's any place that, 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 you know, has seen sorrow like that. Those people are people just like you and you need to treat it with the utmost respect. So. And seriously, people need to legit respect cemeteries because they don't. They don't. I can see why they're patrolled now and why there's freaking cameras at cemeteries and stuff. People are, ugh. Like, that's just The awful. understatement of the decade. People, People are, are just, ugh. <laughs> like, all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, I didn't have anything else to add about Eastern State. Did you have anything? Um, I can't wait to go. I, mean, I, I genuinely can't wait to go. And we'll, like, we'll do a follow-up episode of our experiences because I have a feeling, a very, very strong feeling that we're going to get experiences there. Yeah. Because, again, it's going to be like, they're, they're going to be like, ooh, empaths. They see empaths and ghosts are like, guys. <laughs> like, instantly. Empaths have entered the building. We must go to them now. Yep. There's like an, someone, there's a ghost with a fucking bullhorn. <laughs> Attention, 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 uh, two empaths have entered the building, um, first come first serve, you may want to get in line and hurry up because, um, they want to take a number. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be like. I'm going to be like writing out numbers like here, take a number. here, we will talk. I love <laughs> this. I love it. Um, I need you to take a number. It's, it's like those deli uh, number 45. Yes. Number 45. It is your turn now. <laughs> what can I get you? Um, what can it. I do for you? <laughs> I love it. Would you like me to help you move to the light? Or would you like to help... I don't know. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go to the light? Mm. Oh, you just want to just you just want to talk? All right, tell me hang how, out? how do you feel about that? Do you want to hang out? That's cool. We Let's can hang, hang out. out. Let's hang out. Okay, guys, yeah. no more numbers. Me and 45 are hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take a quick break. We'll be back. Um, and we'll be right back after we'll be right back after these messages. Um, I am <laughs> so excited about going to this place, though. Seriously, I've I've never been like I said ever. God, that was what did we say? Two thousand and four when that Ghost Hunters episode came out. So that's been fifteen years that I've been wanting to go to this place. I mean, yep. 
as as much as I know something's gonna happen, I'm ecstatic to have something. Well, it's happen. just like we talked about. Like I can't wait to go to Waverly next year. Ghost hunting is a high. It's an adrenaline rush that I love, and it's not like I'm scared. Like I obviously will follow my instincts, and if my instincts like don't do this or don't go there, or you need to stop, then clearly I'm gonna be like I'm gonna listen to it. But. It's a high, especially when you actually contact something and you can tell it's not malicious and I'm, you're, it's, it's just, it's an experience that I can't, you know, people are like, get scared of that. They're literally just people. I'm humbled by it. Very. I'm extremely humbled by it. Like I mean, out of all of the people that you could have stopped and touched, you touched me. Yeah. Why? Why? I felt that way at uh, the Borden house with the kids. Oh, yeah. That was that was my first time that I was ever like, wow, this is such a humbling experience. That was the first time for to... both of us to actually experience it at that level. Yeah, no, I've, you know, I mean, obviously I've had things happen, but never anything to that extent where they're making a direct connection to us touching us, talking to us, being there, like it's a very humbling experience. And I know that doesn't happen to everyone, but we left ourselves open to having it happen. And it did. And I was extremely humbled. Um, but it was emotional. It was rough. I mean, knowing how those kids died was just like, whoa, you know, when a spirit connects with you, they connect like they, they, they get into your heart and your head and like Becky said, though, they don't do that to everybody. Sometimes you feel a spirit, and it's not like that. But for no. us, we feel these spirits. Oh, at the reformatory, I know I was feeling one of the prisoners when I got really emotional and shaky, and I was crying, and I was like, what is happening? She just... looked terrified. Like, but if but you've not in an instance... Like... Yeah, no, not in an instance where, like, I was scared to be there. No. It's like I was feeling one of the inmates, like, why am I here? I, I shouldn't be here. I I, I really felt like you here. were feeling one of the children. One like, of the one of the younger one of the inmates, younger boys. Like I said, were they were up to fourteen, fifteen years old when they were locked up there, and I literally felt I could. It's like I felt one of those little fifteen-year-old boys going like, "Oh my god!" All I did was like steal a piece of gum. <laughs> like, why am I here? Like being housed with these horrible people. Like that's. That was the fear that I was feeling. Well, it's really neat when me and you go together to these because sometimes I'll connect with a spirit you don't. And sometimes you connect with a spirit I don't. And sometimes we experience stuff together. The stuff that we experience together really fuck with me, though, because it's like when I experience something by myself, it's it's still like, oh, my God, this is cool. But right. when we do it together and you're validating everything that I'm feeling and seeing, I'm like... This is actually happening. Yeah, because I know sometimes people get people will get aggravated when they watch ghost shows when nothing is actually shown on film, but the people that are investigating are having like their own personal experiences. I mean, you you can't visually from home see what they're going through, but trust me, now what I've gone through, I I have even more. Like, I feel it even more now when I watch those shows and they're like, I feel a presence here. I'm feeling something touching me. I'm like, yeah, I know what that feels like now. Like cold spots when they say it feels like static electricity or it feels like going through a cobweb. That's literally what it feels like. 
all of I that. I know what all of that feels like all now. All of that. The cold spots I have chills thing, talking about me it. Me too. The cold <laughs> spots thing is is a big one. Like that was really crazy. Knowing cold with, spots. Knowing like that. what that feels like is and that guys, that's not that's not bullshit. Like no. I used to I used to kinda like side eye some shows about the cold spot thing. So I'm like, oh well that's a draft or that was a vent. No, <laughs> I know what a fucking draft feels like. I know what a vent feels like. When you feel a cold spot, absolutely not. Well, it's absolutely just like, not. especially if you're in a place too, like it was just like at the Borden house. I don't get cold. I don't get cold. I, I get cold very rarely. I was shivering in this house that five minutes before I was fine. Yeah. And I was shivering. Literally no reason why we should have been that cold. No reason. Cause I was all of a sudden like, it was I was June. waiting to see my breath. It was I was in June. waiting to see my breath. Oh, I thought it was going to be like some, the haunting where they're like sitting there, like Catherine's eating each other, like breathing and they see their, fi- I thought it was going to be like that. Yeah, I was, I was like, waiting for uh, that too. This better not happen. <laughs> like, I was like, my teeth are actually chattering. I'm, fucking cold like i know how much we paid to stay in this room but i think i'm sleeping in my car <laughs> when she said that i was like bitch i stay in here by myself now here's the funny thing she fell asleep before i did and it was 2 30 and i was like lord jesus help me fall asleep before 3 a.m because i am not about to be awake in this house by myself at witching hour i knew they were just children they were just children but i didn't want to do that by my, because I was freaked out. Because you guys have to think that was the first time we had experienced that level of activity before. So I was trying to deal with that. I think I was just so I was just so <laughs> exhausted. Otherwise, there would have been no reason why I would have passed out like that. Yeah, she pa- passed. Guys, she passed yeah, out I literally while I was talking to her, out. and then she didn't respond. And I looked over and I was like, "Oh, look, it's two well, Oh God, fall asleep, fall asleep, fall asleep, fall asleep. I'm like, I am not about to be awake at three a.m. in this house. I'm not about to be. And then the next morning when those girls said they heard the keys being drugged, it was your keys. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) They were like, oh, they're asleep. Let's go, let's go play with the things. (laughs) It's like immediately they knew. And it's like, thanks for waiting till we were asleep. I must've passed out hard though. Cause I would have heard those keys moving. We both would have heard those keys moving. Oh, we were right. They were right next to your fucking head. I'm, I'm not a heavy sleeper. Me so either. if yeah we were definitely i think that we died pure, that was pure exhaustion <laughs> and just dead for a few minutes because otherwise that i mean that fucking nightstand was right i would have heard that we both would have it was yeah, we right have, next to we our heads heard that easily so for them to hear it where they did it's like oh yeah then we were like we were clinically dead for <laughs> i'm pretty sure we died for real <laughs> Oh my god! Just for just for a moment. Um, and then when we woke up, I was like, "Oh my god, it's six thirty! What in the hell? Like, what is happening right now?" I was like, "That was the worst night of sleep I've ever had." Right now. Like, I was so ecstatic, but also like worst night of sleep I've ever had. Would I do it again? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to stay there again. So fucking bad. I want to stay there again. So bad, and would, and yes. And I don't know why my phone just did that. Um, <laughs> anyway. In case you guys heard that, that was like loud as fuck. Um, anyway, so anyway. Yeah, we hope so you guys enjoyed. So haunted things. Go back and listen to our Lizzie Borden episode if you hadn't, um, haven't because we do talk about oh, everything yeah. that happened in detail. 
And that was actually, that is actually our most listened to podcast, as far as I know of right now, is the one where we talked about our um, adventure in Salem and um, Fall River. Well, I know a lot of people, um, I even know a couple people personally that had gone to Salem for, you know, October for Halloween and whatnot. And they just loved our episode because if that was their first time being there it was like oh this is great like this was such a great it was almost like a tour of what you should do and what you should check out and also giving you our you know personal experiences of being there and um yeah also like we mentioned too if you haven't listened to our reformatory episode make sure you listen to that um yeah, we love doing the best part of doing haunted places is actually being able to go there. So we know we've done a Waverly episode. Now we've done our Eastern State episode and we will definitely do follow episodes once we visit Waverly and Eastern State. So we can give you, um, you know, kind of a play by play of what happened, our experiences, various things. So and again, if you guys, we always like to say, if you guys have ever visited any of these places, like, let us know. If, if anybody out there has been to Eastern State um, and you've had experiences or know someone who's had experiences, please hit us up and let us know. Like, we would, we'd love to hear it. Love hearing ghost stories. Hell yeah. All love it. All the time. I could listen to ghost stories all day. <laughs> Especially a place that I plan on going. It's oh, like, yeah. Oh, I want to hear it. Like, where did you experience it? So I know to go there and... <laughs> Exactly. And it's like, I want to visit again. Love it. So next week, guys, next week is going to be our movie episode. We are going to be doing Friday the 13th. Happy early birthday, Mackenzie. This Jason one is for you. It's for you. It's all for you. You really... I don't know why. I, didn't <laughs> sing. I mean, I was just singing J <laughs> You sang for the first um, time. It's usually me. I know it's usually her too. <laughs> but yes, we are gonna do Friday the thirteenth. Um This will be the my first time seeing all of them. Same. Legit, the first time I've seen all of them. I've seen one and two, and that's it. Same. Well um, the remake. But. Well, I take that back. So I've seen I just like uh IFC um had all of them the other day for Halloween and I watched the first and the second one and it had been forever since I'd seen them. Um, and I, I really like, especially the first one, I really liked the first one and I really liked the fact of the second one that he didn't have his hockey mask yet. We'll get into that. Um, but like years later I had seen Jason goes to hell. Oh God. And Jason (laughs) X. I can't wait to watch these. They got so bad. <laughs> so bad. And then, of course, Freddy vs. Jason. See, I like that one. And uh, I maybe have to just go back and revisit that movie. Because I don't think it's as horrible as I made it out to be. I just... The first time I saw it, I was like, what? And then... <laughs> You know, that's actually how I felt about Insidious 3. Now, before everyone attacks me... <laughs> The first time I saw Insidious 3, I hated it. I I hated it. I did not think it was good at all. The reason is, is I think I didn't watch it correctly. The second time I saw it, fucking loved it. Yeah. Same with Hereditary. 
It's because if you go into a movie expecting one thing and then it's completely different, yeah, I always have to revisit it. Because exactly. I'm like, I can't say I hated this film. I didn't watch it right. Let me try it again with a different That's look. why I need to go back and watch The Witch. Yeah. I need to go back and watch The Witch. Because I... I be the witch of the I witch. didn't hate them. I didn't hate The Witch. I didn't hate it. I just... I had the ending figured out from the beginning and there was so much going on up until the ending. I was like, what is happening? So it caught me off guard. And I was just, by the time it did end, I was like, the fuck? So I was like, I really need to go back and watch this again. I need to go back and actually revisit this movie. Cause I don't want to say that I hated it. I just, cause I didn't hate it. It's visually gorgeous i mean especially at the very end i'm like i want to dance naked with you guys around a bonfire and float in the air like i'm a witch why can't i do i'm not even a witch and i want to do that (laughs) i want to do that and i want a black philip um like no there's black philip beer it's a cider out there go find it it's so good um i became obsessed with black philip after that movie like can i just say like anything i saw black philip on it i was like like Someone with a horror was hound a couple years ago was incredible. wearing a black Philip for President 2020 shirt, and I needed it. Um, I say we do that. Um, <laughs> Satan for President 2020. Better than now. Lucifer Morningstar. 2020. I'm down. I'm, d- I'm down. It's way better. Look, it would be better than what we have now. You I said be, it. Yep. I said it. Say, he said fucking it. Fucking Satan is better. Said it. Um, <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed. This was fun. Um, oh, yeah. A word from our sponsor. Thank you. Calm your body down. <laughs> I, like, ruffled my paper as soon as you did that. So by She's the like, time <laughs> you guys listen, uh, by the time you guys listen to this, the um, Halloween bath bombs will already be gone. Um, we will. I, they'll come back next year. Um, of course, and we'll have, there'll be different ones. I was just kind of like playing around with molds cause I had never done them before. And now that I know how well they work with bath bombs, I'm so excited. Um, so the pumpkin spice and apple cinnamon ones are still available. I know you guys love those. And, um, the new fall one that will be available, uh, coming up, I'm going to have pictures up not long after this airs and it'll be available on Etsy um will be the honey the oatmeal honey bath bombs um i might have to get me one of those y'all i am so excited about making these i'm so excited about how they're going to turn out so that way you guys will have three fall favorite bath bombs the pumpkin spice the apple cinnamon and the oatmeal honey oh honey so these oh honey so those will all be on sale um throughout the holidays and then um, after Thanksgiving, which is just a few weeks from now, um, is when I will be unveiling all of the Christmas themed bath bombs, but not till then. So thank uh, you. Yeah, because we're not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fucking Walmart. I'm not fucking. I'm not shoving Christmas down anybody's throat the day after Halloween. Like it's not happening. So um, have you seen that picture? That meme where it says. Um me on november 1st and then it's like someone stalking the person and it says all i want for christmas is you <laughs> and i'm like yeah i mean well yeah <laughs> listen i might make fun of yes. that song but i go ham when that song comes on i hate 
that song. It's okay. So much. That's how I feel about what does the fox say. <laughs> More. Anyway, so uh, today is the tangent day. So, well, no, I'll get into it after I do the plug. So anyway, yeah, bye, bye, bad bombs. Um, Etsy, buy my shit. Buy my shit. XC.com slash calm your body down. Um, get your free shipping, D-F-W-T-O. Um, that is for free shipping for everybody for everything. So thank you. Calm your body down. So can I just say real quick, I worked in retail literally oh, forever. Oh no, that's, I, I see, worked yep. every <laughs> Christmas and every fucking Muzak track, every fucking Christmas Muzak track everywhere, everywhere has that song on it. And I fucking hate. How many times did you have to hear it a day? Like 20,000? <laughs> There is no emotion. On Guys, I have PTSD from that song. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Like, I start twitching like Smokey and Friday after he smoked that angel dust. I'm not even kidding. Like, as soon as soon, like right now thinking about it, I'm like, that first note. Just like, as soon as I hear it, I'm just like, nope, nope, no. I have, I have walked out of places. Not even kidding. Walked in with all intents and purposes to buy something. And as soon as that song comes on, I turn around and I walk out. Like, I, I can't. And I actually don't like Mariah Carey at all. Oh, I know I'm going to get it. Um, I don't like her either. So come at both of us. Oh, when I had a Twitter, it was ridiculous. I had to block. I literally commented. This has been forever ago, but I will never forget this. I was actually commenting on something someone else said about her. And I had her stands ready to rip my throat out. Oh my God. You don't like Mariah Carey? Da, 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 da. You know, it's like I always anyway. tell people. <laughs> let people like and not like what they like and what they don't like. End of story. Thank you. Exactly. I just had to throw that out there because people, let's stop to hate. For real. We stopped hating. We don't like Mariah Carey. doesn't mean we hate her. Jesus. Anyway. I hate <clears throat> very few people. There's a very few I people no I actually room. genuinely I have, have no hate for. to hate. Like, I'm just... And most of those people I don't even think about or talk about ever. I would rather just not fuck with you. Yeah. I That's don't me. fuck with you. You little, little stupid ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. <laughs> You know, you know, I fucking play with you. I'm sorry. I fucking love that song. Same. That's a great song. It really is. It's wonderful. So, guys, if you want to follow us on social media, please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. At Don't Fuck With The Original. Please spell it to the letter if you want to find us. Twitter handle is the FWTO8811. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, Please email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com and please send us stories, uh, ghost stories that you have at the, you know, if you've been to these places or anything you would like. That's perfectly fine. We t also take hate mail. It's perfectly fine as well. <coughs> it's it. all good in the neighborhood. Excuse me. Um, and if you would like to subscribe to our podcast that way you know every single time we come up with a new episode please do that on podbean Castbox, podcast player and podcast addicts or spotify 
and give us a follow on there. Make sure to come back next week for Friday the 13th. Also email us if you have any information about Skinwalker. Please, Skinwalker info. For our end of the month episode. Anything. We need it. Anything. You got it. All of it. Skinwalkers. All of it. Skinwalkers.